so David was about about to just play Street Fighter instead of record another I, episode. I was of in the a Street Fighter lobby. Cast. Cody came out, so I was I was practicing Cody. I thought you, you know? said Coney at first, and I was like Coney 2012. Coney, <laughs> Coney Island, home of the the, the first, uh, the second, not first, the first second pizza restaurant in America. Yeah. I'm sad that Coney didn't win the 2012 presidential election. Yeah, I feel like he would have done, you know, an interesting job to say the least. I don't want to say a good job just because I don't. I, know. I personally liked Bourbon Supreme. Speaking of Bourbon Supreme. Yeah. Welcome to the Fireside Cast, everyone. I'm your host, Travis Kohler, and I'm joined by John Lockard and David Yu. So now that we got our introduction out of the way, what are we talking about, David? We're going to talk about preserved fish. Preserved fish. Yes. Preserved fish was a prominent New York City shipping merchant uh, who found his fortune in commercial whaling and the selling of whale oil. With a name like preserved fish, really, you couldn't expect him to do anything less than that. Oh, that's right. Wait, so this is a guy? Yes. So first name preserved, last name fish. Last name, yes. I can I can maybe see a last name fish, but like preserved. That's a hmm. That's a stretch of a first name. Yeah. His his uh his extended family included Hamilton fish and Stuyvesant fish. Oh, I thought you were gonna say his mom was like Cotta and his dad was Big Ol. No, but uh, here's the funny thing, right? The patriarchy of his family was Thomas Fish. Like, he had, a, he had an actual name. Oh, yeah. Preserved. <laughs> did they know that it was ridiculous to call his son preserved? Yeah, did they, like, did he just come out a really bad baby and they're like, yeah, whatever, let's just mess with him. Preserved, preserved fish. I guess the question is why. Why, David? Uh, I feel like preserved is a... Is a is like a is an adjective. Name. No, no, no. His his name is actually so the name form of the word preserved is pronounced with three syllables, like preserved. So he is preserved fish. It's a reference to preserved from sin or preserved in grace. So it's a Bible reference. Mm. So he is not preserved fish. He is preserved fish. Because that's somehow better. What if he's preserved fish? preservation fish but let's go back to the uh idea you said earlier he was his name's preserved fish yes but he's a whaler Mm. yes whales are not fish i realize they are mammals i mean for all intents and purposes they're oceanic creatures they're very big fish well see he's really talented he actually became the captain of of a whaling ship at the age of 21 so he became the exact opposite of preserved fish he preserved fish, but he was not preserved fish. He did not preserve not fish. He he didn't preserve anything that lived in the sea. He extincted mammals. Yes. Yes. That that was his son. Extinct mammal fish. <laughs> mammal fish. Now there's something. I, I feel like I could listen to that band, but maybe only one of their songs is good and they broke up after like two years. Mammal fish. Hmm. So here's why he's interesting. I think they had a pretty bad sophomore slump. Yeah. Preserved fish? No, no, uh, mammal fish. Mammal fish. 
Ah. Preserved Fish was the um the kind of spin-off band when the drummer left and tried forming his own band with just himself and uh, a dog with a wig on. It wasn't his the dog. dog played the dog played keyboard, so it was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, it was actually surprisingly good at the keyboard. But yeah, it wasn't his dog, so it got into some legal problems with his neighbor over that. So anyway, back to the original band. Preserved fish. Preserved fish. fish. <laughs> he uh he was an interesting guy so he made his he made his uh fortune in massachusetts you know where whaling whaling starts yeah the famous whales of massachusetts yeah and then and then he got into a political squabble and left for new york where he became the director of bank of america oh just like that okay so he came from poaching to bank of america where he was poaching bigger fish Mm -hmm. yes and then he became one of the 28 founding brokers of the New York Exchange Board, which is now the New York Stock Exchange. Huh. This guy's high rolling from from the beginning. Like, how do, how does one do that? Just He just, rolled an 18 on charisma. Yeah, you I just guess gotta so. Make, you gotta make the money. You gotta be a talented at preserving fish. Or <laughs> preserving mammals. I guess. Man. It's just, this guy's, this guy's like, I don't even know. I can't even come up with a, an analogy because he's just going from big success to big success. Is there is there a flaw to this perfect man, Preserved Fish? Ah, I'm glad you asked. Oh man, you'd think you let's think, ruin the glorious name of Preserved Fish. That's, that's what, what we're what we all about best. on this podcast. Um, he really hated his. So he married three times. None of his children survived. So he adopted a son. Survived the marriage or survived birth? <laughs> survived life. <laughs> survived past him. He outlived all his children. So he was like Cersei Lannister. Yeah, but he adopted a son hmm. named William Fish, who died a disgraced man. And William had one child who can fish, who can fish, who can inherit all of Fish's stuff. If he renounces his mother at the coming of age of 21, which he didn't, because that would be a dick move. Yeah. So, wait. How did... What was... What was William Fish's dad's name? Preserved Fish. Oh, oh okay. Preserve so William fish. was the son. How did yeah. you... He, wait, how did he die? William? He yeah. just died. Oh. A disgraced man. Oh, like, okay. Penniless and, and sad. And and then his grand his adopted grandson was like you can have all your stuff but you have to renounce your parents because they're deadbeats and terrible people. Gotcha. This man is kind of seems like a mean guy. Yeah, that, that explains why he was so successful in business ventures. Uh, he was also the fa- he, he also was one of the leaders of the Democratic Party of New York. Now recall uh, the Democratic Party back in the eighteen hundreds was not the Democratic Party that we know now. They are the uh, conservative branch that. Was okay with slavery. Ah. They weren't just okay with slavery. They were best friends with slavery. Yeah. They were, hey, it's Friday. Want to come over after school and have a sleepover and play video games kind of friends? And have pizza rolls. Can't forget the pizza rolls. Totino's pizza rolls. Oh, yeah. He was He was also one of the founding people to make Tammany Hall what it is. I don't Back know what Tammany Hall is. I don't know either, but whatever it is, he made it that way. So Tammany Hall was like a literal hall. It's like a little clubhouse for Irish people. Okay. To come into political prominence. Mm -hmm. Um, What happened was Tammany Hall exerted so much political influence in the city that they became super corrupt. And like the entire city ran through them. 
and they would just bribe people for positions and like tell tell like appoint people to positions and say we'll appoint you to this position because we have all the political power in the city and you will do this for us fair so starting um, off and they strong. did this by earning earning the loyalty of the immigrant community because it started as like uh a meeting place for irish americans so then from there they kind of like expanded outwards ah to more control of different things. yes yes um, like whales. What? But what happened was they they picked a fight with FDR back in the forties mm, yep. and got and got bodied. Roosevelt stripped Tammany Hall of the federal patronage and like they they lost the mayoral election, being the first mayor to be reelected. Hmm. Like since Tammany was came into power, and then by the late by the mid nineteen sixties, Tammany Hall literally just stopped existing. All that's right. why I don't know it because it stopped by the 1960s, and that's where the start of my history knowledge begins. Yep. See, they didn't. They didn't learn. Crossing FDR is like starting a land war in Asia. Yeah. Moral of the story: Don't politically cross FDR. You will lose. Mm-hmm. The only man to be elected three times as president. Yeah. And uh, Tammany Hall is also where we get the. Do you know the term political machine? Yes. Yes. That's where they they're the people who invented the political machine. You're welcome. I feel like that's just kind of like symbolism that someone would have come up with. I don't know if we can really coin that one. Uh, you know. I got to start coining more of my phrases. I come up with all sorts of just random nonsense on this on this podcast. So uh like you so know, you know boy, that term podcast lasagna? Yeah, fireside cast 2015. Oh, so I had this idea where we just repeat 16. The, 16. We just repeat yeah, the right. same word over like three times. So I looked, there was a startup called Camel Camel Camel, and I'm like, that's a great name for a startup. Then I'm like, what if, what if we just repeat words three times for other, other things like, doggo doggo doggo. That's the name of my new startup. Ah. Or io dot io dot io dot io. <laughs> Is it is the dot the three repeated? Yes. Gotcha. How many emulators would that be? Whoa! We have to go deeper. <laughs> so here's the other funny thing about our boy uh, Preserved Fish mm-hmm. is that he led led the party of the Loco Focos. The Loco Focos. Yeah. I'm loving this guy already. <laughs> this oh. guy knows how to party. The Locofocos were actually a sub-faction of the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, they were named the Equal Rights Party and was created in New York City to protest Tammany Hall. Wait. It included Democrats that were anti-Tammany and labor union veterans. I thought he started Tammany Hall. Yeah, but then he didn't... Now he's protesting he it? He doesn't like what it is. Oh, okay, so he's like the Colonel Sanders of Tammany Hall. He doesn't what? Li- How he- did you know that? I feel like did you I told tell you that. that? Oh, okay, then I feel much better. <laughs> if there's he, anything he controlled- in history that it doesn't seem like I would know about, I probably heard it from you, David. Okay, so I want to rephrase. He controlled Tammany Hall when the Loco Focos tried to protest. Gotcha. My bad. So, so then, let's clear it up. So then he took over the Loco Focos. No, he crushed them into the ground. Oh, that's a much different story than you were about to tell us, David. I don't jump ahead. <laughs> I, I, I think you just said something about how he was p- 
part of the logo. Yeah, I was wrong. I, oh, I okay. thought he was. Because All right, I'm on, I'm on the Wikipedia article for Colonel Sanders. How did Colonel Sanders... What did Colonel Sanders do that made him, like, preserve it fish? Oh, oh he, 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 like, started KFC, sold KFC, and was really angry at what they did to his recipes. Yep. Like, he was quoted as saying, I used to make the richest gravy you have ever seen and the fluffiest mashed potatoes you have ever tasted. And now they've, they've uh, prostituted it all. They prostituted it. Gotcha. Good old colonel. In fact, I believe that passage is on the Wikipedia article. <laughs> well, I can definitely say that prostituted is an accurate adjective for whenever I eat KFC. Did you prostitute your body or, or no, that's prostitute just, that's your just money? The, it's just the, the level of shame is the same. Oh, that's fair. Can Marissa hear us or did she, she just listen to you like every time I eat KFC prostituted is how I feel? <laughs> I don't think she's really paying attention too much. Toss solid. Um, so the local focals were vigorous advocates of laissez fair and opponents of Monopoly. The board game? Uh, yeah. Do you guys want to know what the loco fo- why they're called the loco focos? Yes. So they're called the loco focos mm-hmm. because it comes from the word loco foco, which comes from the word locomotive and the Spanish word for fire. Ah, so which which is fuego. Yes. Not foco. Yes. It's it's like a but, bastardization. But also them. loco is a Spanish word for Yes, crazy. but loco for the Latin pref- prefix, ah. not. Not the Spanish. What about code Lioco? Yeah. What about for mm. loco? And and sorry, foco comes from the misspelled Italian word foco, ah. not the Spanish word fuego. Gotcha. So we've, because we've got for Lioco fuego. Okay. Code Lioco fuego. Code for Lioco fuego fuego. Mountain Dew code Lioco. <laughs> Loco for Fuego. What is happening? <laughs> anyway, they're called that because it's self it's a self-igniting cigar. And knuckles. <laughs> and knuckles. <laughs> and switch. Now on Alexa. Um, Two. Fates. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm done, David. Alright. Good. Um, so yeah, they're just called self-lighting matches because they're like self-driven. But the opposition quickly bastardized it and called people loco foco because they're the focus of folly. Like they're morons. Oh, that's clever. And so the term loco foco became a derogatory term for all of the Democratic Party well into the 1850s. I think we should bring that back. And and then... I think if you go to your local, like, Democratic representative and just call him a loco foco and see what he says <laughs> if he doesn't get it you're like you don't understand the history of your party no nope. maybe someone more 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 well-educated shit your party used to used sense. to think a way different things than they think right now no, no 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 don't get it twisted the democratic party is still for slavery Nah, that's true they're just trying to find a new uh new subject exactly so loco focos supported andrew jackson right. van buren and free trade, legal protections for labor unions against paper money, and financial speculation. So they're they're like kind of half progressive, half conservative. Yeah, it's kind of a nice mishmash. Yeah, Ralph Waldo middle ground. Ralph Waldo Emerson 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 hated them. Called he called them stiff, 
rebellious and fanatics for freedom because they hate tolls, taxes, turnpikes, banks, hierarchies, governors, and all laws. Almost all laws. Sorry, I shouldn't misquote. Ah, yeah. So they're kind of like libertarians, but like who like unions. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty, pretty good. Did they have the don't tread on me flag? Well, possibly. My favorite Ralph Waldo Emerson quote is, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. My favorite Ralph Waldo Emerson quote is, leap onto the uh, balcony, not balcony, leap onto the roof and scream, uh, let out a mighty yop. Actually, that wasn't Emerson, that was Leaves of Grass. That's the same thing, though. Emerson's the one with the floating eyeball. Did he get it checked out? No, it's like the, like the world looks into you as you look out to it. Hmm. Leaves of Grass is Walt Whitman. I know. The Yop is Walt Whitman. I get Whitman and uh, Emerson mixed up because they're both like transcendentalists. They are both transcendentalists. I I agree with the criticisms of transcendentalism. Don't we all? Which was like pretentious white people who are rich doing rich people stuff because they can. (laughs) Living in the wilderness for extended periods of time, isolated from human contact, just writing shit down. That was transcendentalism. (laughs) Like, they can afford to that. You think regular working class guys are like, I'm going to not work for a year and just go out and live in the woods. No, they can't do that. (laughs) Normal people can't do a transcendentalism. That's true. But what about all the the oral hygienists that have reached nirvana? What about those transcendentalists? Oh, my God, John. (laughs) That's what I like to call. That's what I like to call a reach. (laughs) You're welcome, fans. That's like, that's like, yeah, that, that's a reach. I don't know. It's like dunking from the free throw line. <laughs> that's, I that wasn't Michael Jordan. <laughs> that's just how good it was. And so most famously, the Loco Focos tried, created the flower riots of 1837, which was a food riot that lasted less than a day. The lo- Either it was really effectual or really ineffectual. The local Focos uh, was protesting the runaway prices of flour. And so hungry workers began to steal from private storerooms and f- f- like stole the sacks filled with flour and hoarded it for themselves. All right. This was because commodity prices skyrocketed in the winter of 1836 um, because of foreign investments and uh. two year- combined with two years of wheat crop failure. Oh, yep. Did they start, like, mixing it immediately so they couldn't take the flour back? <laughs> they just licked it, and they're like, this is my flour. <laughs> <laughs> like my cat. They just had giant just bathtubs full of yeast water ready. Like, all right, throw it in, throw it in. Start kneading, start kneading now! <laughs> Andrew Jackson created an executive order which required hard money to purchase any land in the West. Hmm. Okay, and... And what we know about what we know about the American West is people just go and sit on it, right? Like literal literal squatting. Yeah, they just go right on over, and they're like, well. so it's gonna be real hard to literal squat if police are there and like you need to pay this with hard cash. Yeah. So what happens is there's a huge demand for hard cash. There's gonna be rising prices for it, and then bank failures, and then the losses from the bank failures causes banks to close. Banks started to close, and then there's no more food. Prices, the, the, the money is scarce and the food is scarce, which means the cost for food rises. Ah, now, David, you said something that uh, that that we people in the 20, 21st century don't get a lot of. You said a bank closed. 
Yeah, bank closed. What does that? What does that mean? Like the bank failed. What does that? What does that what mean, does that David? Mean? It means that it stopped, it went out of business, it ceased being a bank. But didn't the government just it. put all the money back into it? You see, back in 1837, we didn't have this thing called the social safety net. That was introduced by FDR, the guy who killed Tammany Hall. Ah. Um, out of the 850 banks in the United States, 343 closed, 62 failed partially. Oh. Hmm. Ain't no joke, son. How many banks closed now? Okay, technically, technically, the Lehman Brothers closed. Nah, so we got one. That's that's all I got for you. Anybody yeah, else? I don't, I don't know. I don't have anything to chime in here. We'll have to jump in on the next episode of the Fireside Cast for that one. <laughs> and then twenty we'll, or two thousand eight, the next episode of the Fireside Cast, <laughs> and then we'll all get assassinated. So over the over the winter, the price of flour rose from $5.62 to $7 a barrel to $12 a barrel. Mm. The cost $7 is still, like, agreeable. Yeah. What about 12 though? It's mm. increased over 100%. 12 no. is ridiculous. No, no, no. This was back in 1837, too, so. Sorry, little Jimmy. No cookies this month. Money. The cost of meat, for example, pork rose from 13 to $24. Ooh. That's a that's whopping increase. Mm -hmm. We can't stand for yep. this. I'll have to take that sitting down. Mm -hmm. Coal sitting also down doubled in the West from with five hard to cash. ten dollars per ton. Wait, what? What raised for coal? Ooh. New York's kind of cold, and in the 1800s they used coal to heat themselves. True. And then the price of rent also grew. So it's kind of like what's happening now, but worse. Yes. And quicker. Yeah, well, see, our problems now are a little different than our problems then. Our problems now is that we spend and we spend and we spend. Back then they were like, we're only going to have you this, we're going to have this much money. So you want to spend, but you can't. Yeah. Everything becomes more expensive. That's fair. But everything's so expensive now, David. I don't spend a whole lot. You're telling me, man. You're telling me. Yeah, that's true. Your rent's like double mine. I feel like my rent might be like three times your rent. Could be, yeah. Awesome. It's so I so I only pay half of this, but my rent's like twenty nine hundred dollars a month. Oh yeah, it's like three times mine. Yeah. But it's conveniently located where it's against traffic, so I only have to drive ten minutes to work. Oh well, there you go. That's nice. Other people have to drive like an hour and I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, that's worth it. Yeah. So what happened was on February 10th, a bulletin, the Loco Foco, Foc ah, the Loco Focos posted a bulletin saying the voice of the people shall be heard and will prevail. Everyone meet at the park, rain or shine, four o'clock on Monday afternoon to find out what the cause of the, the stress is and devise a suitable remedy. All friends of humanity who is determined to resist monopolists and extortionists are invited to attend. That's some strong language. That is pretty strong. That's like Stone Cold Steve Austin strong. Mm -hmm. So, so four to five thousand people showed up to the park. <laughs> Had a pretty good gathering. And a bunch of people start talking about hard currency, high rent, monopoly, and most importantly, the price of flour. Mm-hmm. 
And so the last guy who spoke said, fellow citizens, Mr. Eli Hart has 53,000 barrel, 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 I get that, barrels in his store. Let's go offer him $8 for it. And if he doesn't take it, let's steal the flower. Yeah. And then at this point, someone tapped, tapped, him, tapped him on the shoulder. And said, maybe and let's he, not And then he that. was like, oh, oh, and we showed the part in peace. So, so what happened was they showed up. They went to the store. Mm-hmm. The clerk saw them and were like, mm, we're closed for business. And so they barred, and clo- barred the doors and uh, closed the windows. <laughs> A reasonable response. But then some idiot left one door open. Oh, no. And so the crowd walked over and it's like, hey, $8 a barrel. And they were like, no. And so did the crowd depart in peace? They did not. Yes. No, they just started rolling the barrels out onto the street. Oh. Well, that's not to say they didn't do it peacefully. Mr. Hurt then gathered a detachment police and advanced on his own warehouse, where they were then disarmed and attacked by the crowd. So, so no, John, they did, they did not do this yeah. peacefully. I mean, when you get the cops involved, you're pretty much bringing it on yourself. They're known to be power hungry. Mm-hmm. Everything John says is not endorsed. It's John's opinion. <laughs> not endorsed by the Fireside cast. Uh, so the mayor was like, oh, no. And arrived at the scene where he addressed the crowd and urged, urged them to desist and disperse. And so the crowd threw rocks and ice at him. Oh, ice. What time of year is this? February in New York City. Oh, uh, OK. So this is and, when uh, coal prices were really high, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's cold and hungry and angry. Yeah, and so the mayor had to go retreat and seek safety. All right. And then the crowd just fully assaulted the warehouse and broke down the doors and all of the windows. All right. Did they get all the flour? Uh, yeah. All right. But then more police showed up. Ah. Uh, how many more? A lot more. I was going to say it had to be because there were like 5,000 people there. It's funny because they actually never got the flower back. So after they bogged Mr. Hart's store, they went to E.J. Herrick's store next door. Uh-huh. Did he have more oh, flour? He did have more flour. But what happened was the salesman came out and told everyone that they were selling at it a reasonable price. I convinced the crowd that they were actually selling at a reasonable price. And they were like, oh, okay, that's fair. So they moved on to the next store and looted that one instead. <laughs> They looted it and didn't buy from them? No. So they went, they to, the, they went to the first store, looted it. They went to the second store, was convinced that the guy was being fair to them, skipped it, went to the third store and looted that one. Good. And then they stopped looting the third one when the owner was like, what if I just give the flower away for free tomorrow? And they're like, okay. And then the police <laughs> came and arrested everyone afterwards. Man, that was a power play right there. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. See, it's free tomorrow, guys. Just... Just calm down tomorrow for sure. Just stop what you're doing. Don't trust So me. by 9 p.m., seven hours after everyone gathered in mm-hmm. the in the park, the riot had ended and the crowd had this had been dispersed. Here's the funny thing. They lost 500 to 600 barrels of flour and thousands of bushels of wheat. They- About 40 people were arrested. Within a day, New York City passed a new law adding 192 more extra police officers. <laughs> but where did they lose the flower? 
They were stolen by the dudes rolling them away in oh, the Oh, I thought you meant the people who were stealing them lost Oh, them. no, no, no. The people who owned the flower lost gotcha. 500, 600 barrels. Gotcha. A thousand bushels. That's probably a lot of, uh, a lot of flour. What is, what is a bushel? I don't know how much is a bushel. I don't is know. That a lot? They used to say on the back of like some marble notebooks, like how many like gallons in a hogshead or something. And oh, I'm like, why are a these a bushel is a basket, dude. Yes. Why don't they just say baskets? I don't. Know. I don't know how much a basket of flour is. Yeah. Right. How much is a, a bushel? Is sixty four pints, or thirty five point two liters? Wait. Obviously. Sixty four pints. How much is that in flour? That's thirty two quarts. Even, That's eight gallons. Why don't we just say eight gallons? Okay, it's eight gallons. It's eight gallons of 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 wheat. Gotcha. How much is a gallon? But a gallon is like a liquid measurement. Yeah, a gallon is a liquid measurement. It's a, so, it's a measurement of volume, though. That's true. That's true. So it doesn't it doesn't matter as long. I mean, a pint is also a measurement of. That's true. It's so they just filled up like eight gallons worth of wheat. That's a lot of wheat. That is a lot of wheat. People, there were some good eating. Yeah. Everyone's just only eating bread all through summer. This is where New York pizza came from. <laughs> and that's why New York style pizza is so thin. Mm hmm. Because there was so such a, a a wheat crisis. Yeah, they didn't want to use too much when they made pizza. It's it that makes a lot of sense actually. You guys want to know some fun facts about New York pizza? No, no. Oh. There are, the oh. fun fact: there are no fun facts about New York pizza. There fun is. fact number it's two: actually, it's paper with cheese on top. There's actually a really fun fact about New York pizza. What's that? That most New York pizza isn't New York pizza. Yeah, that is a pretty fun fact. New York pizza has to be made with coal ovens, right? And so because of new ordinances, you can't install coal ovens anymore. Hmm. You can only renovate existing coal ovens, mm -hmm. which means that because buildings are constantly getting knocked down in, in like New York City, mm -hmm. there are very few places left with coal ovens. So that means the, the pizza places themselves that have coal ovens are, are living pieces of architectural history because they've preserved the building that still have coal ovens. Hmm. That was a kind of fun fact. Yeah, like the, the the actual legit New York pizza is a for every building getting demolished in New York City, there's less possibilities of having New York pizza. That was fun. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, that was, was also, funner than I thought it would be. I was also made aware that um, Chicago pizza is not like the big poofy pizza that we've come to know and love. No, it's it's a it's like a casserole. Yeah, like a casserole made out of tomato sauce, which it was like popularized by I think it was like Uno or something, one of one like some sort of fast food pizza place, it's, and they they're like, oh yeah, this is Chicago style pizza, and everyone's like, oh this must be this must be what it's like in Chicago. The thing is though, I want to eat pizza, not bathe in it. Yeah, see, but Chicago Chicago style pizza is actually like not the casserole. Um. And I, I had someone like the, from Chicago. What, I don't know what's, what's, what regional style this is, but I like the really doughy pizza. Like it's relatively thick. It's like a half inch thick pizza, and it's like doughy. What what type of pizza is? Good. Yeah, good. That's my that's my favorite type. I don't know. That's pretty normal. That's usually how my my homemade pizza turns out. So yeah, that that's what I was reading on Wikipedia, like preserved fish in the loco focos. I also read about completely unrelated the. The ban, the taboo on pork in, in uh, medieval Scotland. Huh. And and no one knows why. That's the best part. I like it. 
Um, Talk about that for a little bit. So, so like, people in Scotland didn't eat pork. And it's like a widely accepted thing amongst historians that people in Scotland didn't eat pork prior to the 1800s. Mm-hmm. But then no one agrees on why. And the leading theory is actually that um, uh, Roman mercenaries brought the tradition back to Scotland where uh, the cult of Attic, there's a secret Greek cult, not even Greek, it's Phrygian, which means it's like on the east, on the west side of Turkey, like mm-hmm. where it's Constantinople, that's Phrygia. So there's a Phrygian Wait, 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 cult. Istanbul or Constantinople? uh istanbul because istanbul means the city which then you cannot get confused because it's the city regardless of what you call it but istanbul was constantinople now it's istanbul not constantinople it's been a long time gone since constantinople why did constantinople get the works david i don't know man because nobody knows about the turks there you go well fun fact istanbul means the city so always call istanbul istanbul and you're never wrong because even if it was called constantinople it was still a city right so it's the city yeah, fair. Anyway, uh, there's the cult of Attis, um, which is funny because Attis was the ancient god of vegetation, and mm-hmm. that's where we get almonds from. So Attis is wait what? Attis, that's where Attis. We get that's almonds we get from almonds Attis. From. Almonds. We get almonds from Attis. Every every almond is from. Was Attis. given to us the, from the, the god from of vegetation. Like okay, yes. so so the almond milk I drink, I can thank Attis for that. Oh, you should not have said almond milk because I'm about to tell you how almonds were created in mythology. You just milk almonds. Are you ready? Dem's genitalia, ain't they? They're Dem's genitalia. Them Greeks. I'm glad you asked, Josh. Them Greeks. So Always about that genitalia. So, Hadis' parent was the mountain Agdistus. Agdistus was a... Daemon, which means that a daemon in Greek mythology is just mm. a personification of, a, of nature. Gotcha. Uh, had both male and female attributes, but the Olympian gods, fearing Agdidas, cut off his penis and cast it away. And from that penis grew the almond tree. And when the fruit was ripe, the daughter of the river god, Sangarius, took the almond and laid it on her breasts, where the almond disappeared inside of her and she became pregnant. And she gave birth to the baby Attis. And that is where we get the omen from. I think there are, the Greeks had a lot of misconceptions. One, not the least of which being human reproduction. Uh, two, not, not the least of which being horticulture and just plants. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's how a tree grows. No. But, but I'm not done, guys. Oh, boy. So Addis grew up with really long hair and also really androgynous, uh, androgyny-esque. So he was really, like, like classically beautiful. Sure. And Agdistus, his secret parent, fell in love with him. But his foster parents knew about it, where he was supposed to be wed to a king's daughter. Ah. And so the king was Midas of the Midas touch. Yeah. Uh, but... Right before the marriage is going to happen, this is like, you can't marry her. You should marry me. Appeared before Addis in her full power. And Addis went crazy and cut off his own penis. And then from that grew the almond tree. And from that grew the almond tree. And uh, yeah. All right. Story over. What's funny was uh, the the part where they don't eat pork was that Addis then was killed by a boar. And so people who worship Addis don't eat pork. 
Ah, gotcha. Almonds. Why would you worship Addis? He's just some dude that cut off his penis to grow almonds. Yeah, that seems like a kind of a kind of a low low stakes kind of guy. <laughs> Maybe they were almond farmers. So so then the cult grew in West Turkey, adopted by Celtic mercenaries, and brought all the way back to Scotland. That's one of the theories of why Scotland didn't eat pork prior to the 1800s. More sane historians say uh, there was an acorn shortage because of like the miniature ice age, and therefore pork, like boar, was scarce and they didn't eat very much of it, which seems way more reasonable. Yeah, it seems like then, like like that joke I made that was a stretch earlier. That's that story you just told. Then uh, there's an ancient Greek cult. Oh, but it's like except it's the leading theory so i don't know man yeah. wait the leading theory is the ancient greek cult yeah ah <laughs> i think that's Isn't just that the cool? leading because they think it's the most interesting i it's kind of like saving endangered species or eating invasive species yeah it doesn't matter if it's if it's right or wrong it's the prettiest that's how history gets made I, I don't know, man. I wish the ancient cult was... And then the third theory was that um, uh, Celtic Christians took the Bible literally and so followed Judaic dietary laws and, and mm. pork, which also seems very reasonable. Yeah. That one and the lack of acorns sound very reasonable. The We worship an ancient Greek cult, not so much. Yeah, yeah, those those two, two last ones seems, seems uh, you know, Occam's razor. Least amount of steps between problem and solution. But uh, the the guy who, the guy who who floated the Greek cult Aegea uh, was adamant that it was not literal interpretation of the Bible and would fight any argument that would attribute to it. Yeah, I don't because remember he, he a makes the thing argument about this almond tree in the Bible. He makes the argument that early Christian missionaries ate pork, therefore it it couldn't have been the literal interpretation of the Bible. But I still think that's more reasonable than ancient Greek cult. Yeah. I mean, you come up with you come up with stuff for stuff you don't understand. We don't know. Mm -hmm. It could be right. Could be a hundred percent right. Could be so ancient crazy that it's true. I I don't agree. I I like the interpretation that the miniature ice age well, ruined you know, acorn production. You know, you know how the justice system works in this country. You are, you are almond tree penis until proven Catholic, I guess. I, I, <laughs> that, that analogy really didn't didn't find any footing there, that's, John. No. That's what we that's what we call a reach. <laughs> fell flat, fell flat right on the ground, and then sprouted into a beautiful almond tree. I'm so glad you remember all the things we talk about on this podcast. I, I, it's like, you should just whip this out. In Whipping out is episode. not a good term for penis turning to almond tree, but uh, uh. It, they also note that after 1800, the nobility started eating a lot more pork than the poor people. So. Well, that's because it was so scarce. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the almonds. Or not or, the almonds, the uh, or, acorns. Or the nobility was placed there by the British who are, you know, Christians, and they, they took out the ancient Greek secret cult. Mm. What if the ancient Greek secret cult is going to be in the next Assassin's Creed? If they did an Assassin's Creed game on why the Scottish don't eat pork, <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be the best. 
and then it's, it's the some English ancient are struggle the between some ancient struggle between the assassins and the Templars, and the Templars won, and we didn't eat pork for three hundred years or something. Yeah, that plays That'd be out. Good. Where would I get my haggis then? Yeah, haggis is haggis is sheep though. Hmm, that's true. And sheep's from pigs, right? Yeah, yeah, sheep sheep's from pigs. Hmm, that's true. So, anything else on these loco doco people? No, that's pretty much it. They just they were just like radical libertarians who also liked unions and like they got bodied because they tried to overtake Tammany Hall and they're like no and they tried to start a riot and we're like they succeeded and then New York added like 190 police officers so what's the exact number 192 there you go how many did they have before less than 100 what what x minus 192 um negative 192 (laughs) (laughs) 197. They had just five police officers. One for each. That would be an incredible upscaling. Yeah. (laughs) From five to 197. One for each weekday. Get the week. They have to alternate weekends. So I actually wasn't quite sure how I got onto how did I find preserved fish? But, or preserved fish, sorry. Blessed be his name. Um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for those of you oh. listening at home Travis did a father son holy spirit uh, he also started the Grinnell and f- like fishing Grinnell company which became the Grinnell Matern and Co company which was a shipping company operator of the flying cloud one of the greatest clipper ships ever made but like the flying have- cloud like the Nimbus yeah the, the mm. boat was called the flying cloud but we do so much nautical history on this podcast I'm like yeah you know we haven't done nautical history in a little bit we started off strong for sure we did so much nautical history. Like water just makes a, things more exciting. There's a lot of nautical history. It's mostly because I find the, the like 1500 to 1800 time more interesting than other times. That's fair. And, and also nautical nonsense be something we wish. Yeah. So flop on the deck and grow into an almond tree. You got to cut off your penis first. That part's that's very the, ex- That's the thing that's flopping important. on the deck, David. I am the penis. Yes. Is that a Beatles song? <laughs> I think so. I was going to go mm. off on a different tangent, but I forgot what that tangent was. He also really didn't like Sabbatarianism, which I'm, I'm okay with. What is that? Kind of. It's the view that you have to like, re, like observe the Sabbath the way it was meant to be observed. Kind of like how, how we have like people who literally interpret the Constitution, cough, cough, Antonin Scalia, but like mm. for the Sabbath. Which, I mean, like, if you don't want to work on Sundays, don't work on Sundays, whatever. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't either. Can I, I don't. Can I extend Christ. that to, like, more days of the week? That's that's not the Sabbath. That's not how that works. Can I make it the Sabbath? That's no. Cause God Is it rests. the Black Sabbath if it's other days of the week? Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Do... Do polytheistic people get multiple Sabbaths? Only if their God rests. Hmm. So if their God rests, on, you marry gentlemen. If if their God's on that twenty four seven grind, they're out of luck. So the flying cloud, right? It's an extreme clipper. Yeah. An extreme clipper. Yeah. It's from the nineties. A extreme clipper is a clipper designed to sacrifice cargo capacity for speed. Yes. 
this. I like this. And uh, and uh, why it's funny is because the the flying cloud mm-hmm. set two records sailing from New York to San Francisco. Nice. How long did those and, records hold up? Uh, let's see. The flying, the flying cloud versus Andrew Jackson. The, the boat was called Andrew Jackson, okay? Uh-huh. The Flying Cloud versus Andrew Jackson sounds like an anime fight. It does. I also just picture Andrew Jackson just very angrily swimming next to this boat and not losing by that much. Until, it seems until 1874. That's pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, that is pretty good. Oh, also, I remember that tangent I was going to go on. Here's what's really remarkable, right? Uh-huh. The Flying Cloud's navigator was a woman. It was Nami! It's a One Piece reference for the audience if they didn't get it. Well, yeah, I was, I was, I was gonna say, water just makes, just improves things. That's why we do so many nautical episodes, like park. All right, pretty cool. Water park, yeah. yeah. So it made the record from New York to San Francisco in eighty nine days, eight hours. Huh. I mean, people went around the world in eighty days, so so that's not impressive. Mm-mm. Yeah, but they had to do they had to go through the Panama Canal. Can you imagine the traffic at the Panama Canal? Boat traffic. And mm. Oh my god, phones. it's like bumper to bumper. It takes people, forever to get through there. Yeah, and people, people are, are switching phones, lanes without their blinkers. Because you know? like they don't move for so long, they're like, I can just sit here and read my mail for a while, mm-hmm. check Facebook. And then the, sometimes, like half the time, the lanes are closed for construction. Oh yeah, along with that uh, that water analogy. Guns? In, eh. in, uh, water guns? In, yeah. In 1853, yeah. in 1853 the uh, Flying Cloud broke her own record by 13 hours. And this record, set in 1853, would stand until 1989. Ah. Boarding? Ah, you know, it costs, like, food and money. Yeah, it's real Waterboarding? Yeah. Yeah, you just need a <laughs> towel and a hose. So, so the record right now for New York to San Francisco mm-hmm. was, was set in 2008 uh-huh. with a time of 43 days, 38 minutes. In Not 1989, bad. it was broken at 80 days, 20 minutes, 20 hours. Mm. So this actually, so before then, it was held by the flying cloud at 88 days. Well, there you go. It's still pretty good. Yeah, it's still pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. That's like three months. Yeah. Bears. All right. Big. Kind of scary. Water bears can live in space. But not neither big nor scary. Exactly. Even better. Chestnut, all right. Water chestnut, yeah. yeah. And uh, here's what happened to the the fate of the flying cloud. Someone ran it ashore in 1874 in New Brunswick. Sabotage. In Canada, in case people didn't know where New Brunswick was. It's but, where old Brunswick was. Yeah. And then they burnt the ship for the scrap metal. Why? Why and were so they tired of the ship? I guess it was just too much effort to, to fix. All right. It was also like a it was also like a like a twenty something year old ship by then. No, yeah, that's fair. Got to put it out to pasture. Balloons. All right. Very fragile. Yeah. Water balloons. Yeah. You got a party. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're still on the water makes everything <laughs> better, huh? I am always on that water makes everything but, better. But here's here's the thing though: melon better than watermelon. False. False. True. No, True. no, no. 
false. True. Hmm, let me eat this cube of hard, just flavorless gunk, or I can have no. this refreshing, sugary, delicious fruit. Okay, they're both sugary. One has texture. The other one is just mush. No, no, no. No, no, you have not had good watermelon, David. It's got a nice crisp to it, and it's full of water. Like, you don't even need to drink water that day if you got a watermelon. Okay, boys, this is just some breaking news. Jim Carrey is going to play Dr. Robotnik in, in the live-action Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, no. What? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. No wonder Sonic's Wait. playing a bad boy in this movie. This is excellent. Who's Sonic? Who is Sonic? Is it the same guy who does him in uh, Sonic Boom? The guy who also does the voiceover for Say Yes to the Dress? Her Sonic Boom is actually pretty okay. It's it's very self-deprecating. Mm. At least it's got some good good humor in it. So my final thing for for the Flying Cloud, right, uh -huh. is that it was purchased for ninety thousand dollars. The same price as a Tesla. Huh. Tesla? Eh. Water Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> See, the Tesla can't go from New York to San Francisco 90 days on water. That's a good point. No, but the water Tesla can. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, fall? Ow. Waterfall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ski? Uh, pretty good. Water, water skis. Yeah. Regular ski is better than water ski. Come on, guys. False. When you get to the bottom of the mountain, what are you going to do? You got to ride a chair for like 10 minutes. You can just cross country ski. And that's effort, David. You got to move your legs. You got to walk across the frozen wilderness. Water ski, you got a boat in front of you. And you're good. You're doing stunts. Uh... I don't know, man. Uh. Ship and down. Polo is, oh, polo no. Is way My ship is down. Water ship down. Tears. That's what we call reaching. <laughs> but polo better than water polo. Mm. I will agree with that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you you reached a contingency, though, where horses are involved. Horses better than sea horses. Mmm, that's a tough crossroads. Because that uses the word sea and not water. Yeah. You know, like all all sea is water, but not all water is sea. Can you see water though? If it's if it's got enough waves and the refractions okay, refractions okay. off a little but bit, got that dispersion. Waterbed. Mm, oh, waterbeds are so much better. <laughs> what? <laughs> beds have like it goes, <laughs> it's like your <laughs> own personal beach every night. Proof? Waterproof. I mean, just ask OJ Simpson about that one. I think he'll tell you his favorite. Color and watercolor. Watercolor is better than color. That is true. It is. It's got so many nice shades. I think we've exhausted. I don't know. I feel like we could go at least 10 more minutes. Okay, okay, okay. I think shed this is really what people have tuned in to hear. Shed versus watershed? Hmm. 
Well, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, a shed's useful for you, maybe a neighbor. Watershed, useful for everyone. I have, I actually have a conundrum for you that you cannot answer. What is that? Yes. I'm ready for this. The Fireside Cast is ready to answer this once and for all. Rain or rainwater? Mm. Mm. I think they're the same thing. They uh, are the same thing. But so how can what, how can adding water to something be better if it's the same? If it's acid Checkmate, rain. Atheists. Oh, it can't be acid rain water. It yep. could be acid rain water. I don't know. It would be acidic rain water. Acid is something distinct from water. <laughs> I think it's the same thing. Mm. And therefore, if it's the same thing, it cannot be greater than. Because the equal sign is there. I think... I think you've stumbled onto something, David. Uh, I majored in math, can you tell? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. If you equal, you cannot be greater than. Facts. <laughs> Facts. That's some quick maths for you. Mm-hmm. One plus one is two. These are oh, no, it's two plus two is four. Minus one is three. Quick maths. Everyday man's on the block. Smoke trees. Well, speaking of smoking trees, this has been the Fireside Cast, and I hope you've enjoyed our podcast. <laughs> our 10-minute cast about things that are made better with water. Basically us just adding water to something and going, yeah! <laughs> the best 10 minutes of your life. Can someone give me a water fact. Water is wet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. I have a water fact. It, actually, does anybody know how salt water become fresh water? How does salt water become fresh water? I guess we'll have to find out next time. Oh. On the Fireside Cast. I actually thought one of you would knew it knew that. I was gonna say hydrolysis, but that's uh, what is that? I don't know. That's I think it's separating big... water actually into like hydrogen and oxygen. Th- then it's no, that's, the that's water. Then no, that's not, that's not why. But you mix them together. Oh, it's uh, hydrolysis is the chemical breakdown of a compound due to reaction with water. So it's, 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 uh, I think the opposite of what I said. That's that's not. No, I was absolutely right. Never mind. Yeah, but that, that's not. That's That's not making water. That's the opposite of making water. That's not how you make fresh water. That's tearing water apart. All right. No one knows. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Oh, hi, Mark. Also, hang on. Water dog, not better than dog. I don't know what a water dog is. Yeah, I don't either. Sea water, not better than the sea. Mm, you need sea water to have a sea, though. Well, again, we'll find out next time. On the Fireside Cast. If you'd like to see more of our work, you can go to, the, you can go to firesidecast.com. You'll see a collection of all of our podcasts there, including some of the episodes where we do uh, Dungeons and Dra- or no, a Pathfinder podcast with yeah. John as our GM. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's getting it's getting real crazy. You're gonna want to oh, listen to this. Uh, Obama's dog is a water dog. Yeah, if you'd like to email us questions and uh, topics to talk about, so you don't have to hear us talk about water dogs for uh, awkward ten minutes. You can email us at thefiresidecast at gmail.com, and I'll be sure to read those and get back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Send us requests. We love them. Lime water is not better than lime. You can eat limes. Lime water ruins your furniture. Cucumber water, though. That's called spa water. Spa? 
spa water. Spa water is better than spa. But yeah. Spa has, but spa has spa water in it. Mm, not all. But spa. I can pull. But I don't have to take my clothes off to enjoy spa water. Truth. And you know what else is the truth? That you should tell all your friends about this and subscribe and rate on iTunes because rating on iTunes actually does things. I learned. If you rate it on iTunes, then iTunes is like, oh, this got a rating. It must be important. And then it people starts showing it to more people. People rate us on iTunes? It couldn't be They can. Reviews. You can be the okay. first to rate us on iTunes. Think of how important you'll be. Damn. Okie dokie. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie literature club. <laughs> Okie dokie literature. <laughs> you know that game got banned in Australia? Did it? Because some girl killed herself. Oh. In the game. No, in the real life after playing the game. Oh, that's not good. Uh, well, everyone in the game is about to kill themselves, so. I, Australia actually, like, has a pretty tough standard for games, so they ban a lot of stuff. Mm. They do. Oh, Travis, you like uh, visual stories, right? Yeah. I suggest you play the council, because I think you'll really like it. Well, thank you. I suggest you play the council, listener. And I suggest you listen to our future episodes. And for that, I've been Travis. I've been John. I'm still David. 